0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: Tuesday, July 13th, 2021, also known as Jim. You know what today is? What are we celebrating? I have no idea. National French Fry Day. Mmm. <laughs> Some tasty fries. Yeah. I love fries. Yeah?
2: I do love French fries. Also, the best fries—the ones on the way up to Cottage Country at the side stands, yeah those are legendary too. The, the greasy fry truck, yeah, in the in the uh, middle white, of nowhere, in the white cardboard container that has like the grease stains on it. Yeah, soaked in mm-hmm. in grease, and I
1: like my malt vinegar on those. Yeah, and a red fork on top—the <laughs> little tiny two pronger, <laughs> yeah, a
2: little devil fork. <laughs>
1: uh style of fries people like regular fries that's the sure. most popular curly fries close second steak cut steak cut. Yeah. i think those are just big fat ones yeah 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 any waffle fry love on there waffle fry comes in after crinkle waffle fry <laughs>
2: there's a lot of
1: types waffle fry is number five okay it's not crinkle five If you want to talk fries, now I'm getting hungry. I know, eh? (laughs) I I need at least a hash brown now. Home fries are are good, too. A nice little breakfast home fry. They're French fries, but they make you feel okay about eating them for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely not good for you. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? So,
3: listen to your French fry talk. Have you ever had a Brantford chip wagon French fry? Mm.
1: No, but we're in.
3: They are world famous. Where
1: where is the Brantford? Like if I if I'm coming down the 403, how far into Brantford do I have to go to get these things?
3: Right downtown. Big.
1: Right downtown. Okay. It's a
3: oh. Big red truck that says Stan's Fries. Man, greatest fries ever.
1: Taz and Jim listeners are very passionate about their French fries. Hey, what's going on?
3: Hi, hello. Uh, a guy called in about the chip wagon in Brantford. Yes. It's on West
1: street west street
3: yeah when i was pregnant i knew each and every chip wagon in Brantford, <laughs> <laughs> and there was four of them and i went to each and every one of them all the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should have just had, had them park in front of your house it probably would have been great for biz
3: oh my god you're a genius
1: <laughs> <laughs> happy national french Friday. Uh, again, uh, let's, I guess we got to go through more of these calls here. The phones won't stop ringing. It is National French Fry Day. Taz and Jim, who's this? Uh, Amy. Amy, what's going on?
0: Uh, I just have another place that yeah you, you can add if you are ever interested.
1: If you're looking for the tasty fries, where are we going? Uh,
0: down to Long Point. It's uh, out on Old Cut Road, and they have, uh, if you like dill pickles, they're dill pickle fries, so it's thin... French fries, and then they shred dill pickles all over the top of it.
1: Okay, but that it's is- still actually potatoes. It's not like uh, it's not like deep fried pickles. No, no, not it's
0: at all. It's potato
1: fries with shredded pickle on it. Yeah,
0: and there's a little bit of ranch dressing in it, and then they have something else I can't quite figure out, but it is to die for. <laughs> the
1: secret ingredient.
0: Yeah, it's
1: people.
0: Man, so. <laughs> Soylent Green
1: is people. Hey, Ron. Yeah, how's it going, boys? Talking French fries. What do you got?
3: Well, Jim being from Mitchell, I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned Ken's Fries from Stratford.
1: Ken's Fries. Well, you know you're getting good fries if the name Fries is on the sign.
3: Oh, that's all they do, man. They've got two trucks, and that's all they do.
1: All right. Shout out to Ken.
3: Excellent. I, I'm sure Jim's had him before.
1: Have you, Jim?
2: Yeah, Ken's Chuckwagon Fries. They'd be parked out at uh, outside the Mitchell Fair and in Stratford. We'd go underage drink at the bars in Stratford and get Ken's Chuck Wagon Fries. It was a really great time in my high school life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you,
1: maybe we don't need to promote that. Uh, you can just say. I wouldn't say and, I,
2: would promote, I would promote Ken's Chuck Wagon Fries. The right. underage
1: drinking? Nuh-uh. No. Never again. Not fun. I can guarantee you will never underage drink again, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Today is National French Fry Day. And thank you to all the listeners that have been calling in with suggestions, places we we need to go to try their French fries. Uh, Also on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, tons of comments. Everybody has their own opinion about Mm -hmm. where the best fries in Ontario are.
2: Surprisingly, the majority of people are agreeing that McDonald's has the best, best fries. Yeah. You know, it's a people pleaser. It, it,
1: people get started young on those, like you said, Jim.
2: Yeah, yeah. You develop uh, a taste. Uh, as far as, like, we want to find the hidden gems, though, for real. Like, the, the non-chain ones. Those are the kind of the, the fun ones. Uh, Grumpa's Place, just outside Grand Bend on 21, in front of the Klondike Trailer Park. Multiple people... <laughs> said this is the best place i guess the chef is four foot eleven he's there all the time he knows exactly how to cook these fries and he's a local legend apparently grumpas grumpas like kind of grandpa's but grumpas Uh uh-huh i don't know if it's like halfway between grumpy and grandpa but that's it's grumpas is how it's spelled the chip ship in long point is getting a ton of love this is the dill pickle slices or shredded shredded on top of the pickle um uh, the Burger Priest says Jason has the best uh, fries. Barb says Bevs in Simcoe. All right. Uh, Tammy agrees, says the
1: service in the. Something fr- about getting out of the city and eating French fries on the road in the country. You're right, Jim. How about this location? The chip truck under the Blue
2: Water Bridge in Sarnia. Would you trust that one?
1: <laughs> Is that where you well, go for your lunch? Why not? <laughs>
2: Stan's Fries in Brantford getting the most love for these um, yeah, independently owned places. Stan's Fries in Brantford, two locations. One is on West Street uh-huh. in the Toys R Us Plaza and the other is on Darling Street by the bus terminal. Okay. And uh, also, people are saying homemade fries, make them, make them from home with the, with the air fryer like you love, Taz.
1: Yeah, well, here's Ryan. I think he wants to say something about that. Uh, what do you got for us, Ryan? Something good?
0: It's a little bit different. Taz, you got an air fryer. I do. You take a russet potato, you cut it up in French fries, soak it in water overnight to take the starch out.
1: Yeah, and what's that called, that process?
0: I don't know, taking the starch out. <laughs> and then, blanching. And then is, it, the, is it not
1: blanching your fries?
0: There you go. So then you mm-hmm. roll it in paper towel the next day, take the water out. Then you take a new thing of paper towel. And then you roll, roll put the fries back in there and put a little bit of uh, olive oil in it.
1: Yeah, and three and weeks bro- later, you've got French fries. Man, I'm <laughs> no, just going no, to the no, fry no. truck. They're this really- is taking <laughs> forever.
0: 20 minutes, I'm telling you, 20 minutes in the air fryer. And the best thing is they're healthy because they're vegetables and you're not really deep frying them. You're, you're basically eating more.
1: a salad at that point, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> i tell you, they're amazing.
1: <laughs> Happy National French Fry Day, Ryan. We got some fast food news to share with everybody. Over the weekend, a woman named Caitlin, she was on TikTok saying she ordered a meal for her family from Taco Bell, got it delivered through DoorDash. But when it arrived, she noticed the seal on the bag was broken and Mm. a Doritos Locos taco was missing from the order. She decided to do a little investigation Looked at the drop-off photo that the doordasher sent. They send you a photo of them dropping the food off, so yeah. you know you got it. And in the picture, if you look closely, it looks like the DoorDashers' fingers have orange dust on them.
2: Whoa!
1: She was caught orange-handed. Literally orange-handed. Y'all, tell me that ain't Dorito dust on this woman's fingers. Oh, my God. Tell me this woman didn't eat my taco. DoorDash did reimburse Caitlin for the missing taco. I don't know if uh, there will be some uh, punishment for the the orange-fingered lady. I mean, at least she wasn't, or uh,
2: he or she, at least they weren't licking their fingers and putting it back in the bag. Like, it could have been worse. If you take the whole taco. You don't just oh, take Oh, then you take bite, it out, and then... Take one bite of I the taco, so. put it back in <laughs> the Thank God for that little sticker though, honestly. It it is the last barrier of protection. Yeah. That they put on the paper bag. Yeah. It's it's an amazing thing. <laughs> I just found the photo. That is so... It reminds me of any time my mom takes a photo, there's a finger in the corner, kind of blurry, but there is, without a doubt,
1: dust on it. It's like when I go to my kid, I'm like, buddy, uh, have you been eating cookies? No. Chocolate all over his face. (laughs) like, okay. Is that mud? Celebrating a birthday today. Actor Patrick Stewart is 81. Harrison Ford is 79 years old. And... Richard Cheech Marin is turning 75. Now, Cheech went back on tour with Tommy Chong doing comedy across Canada back in 2019, and we got the opportunity to give him a call at his house.
2: Hey,
0: this is Cheech. It's Dave, man. Will you open up? I got the stuff with Who? me. Dave, man. Open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave's not here. Hello? Is that Cheech? where are you? In the flash.
1: Back in the day when you guys were smoking, you, I, I'd assume you were total heat scores. Like, were you getting pulled over all the time? Did you have trouble going through customs, like in the late 70s, early 80s?
0: No, not at all. As a matter of fact, the opposite, you know. But police and customs officials really liked us, you know, so they kind of scooted us on through. It was amazing. But we now that the things, the climate has changed, especially in Canada where it's legal in the whole country, we've devoted a special part of our show to that so that we start the show with a tribute section and then we clear the front of the stage and we allow the audience to come up to the stage and lay tribute at our feet. Usually it's about three or four, sometimes five pounds worth of tribute. Oh, so you're
2: <laughs> saying the people come up and they pull joints out of their pockets or edibles or something like that and they that
1: present true. an offering to you.
0: It's tribute, you know. Oh, <laughs> 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 well,
1: you guys deserve it. Like this must be, especially for Tommy, who had some legal problems. This must be vindication yeah. for him. And, and you guys know you were right all along.
0: You know, that's what we kept saying, you know, that, oh, you guys promoted marijuana, blah, blah. You know, hey, what if we're right? What if marijuana is good for you? (laughs) We're finding out that it is.
2: Speaking of those, uh, the tributes and the weed you guys are are smoking now, you always hear people talk about how the weed these days is so much more potent than it was, say, in the 70s. Do you
0: agree? Well, yeah. I mean, so is the corn and so is the gasoline, you know, so... Everything progresses.
1: Back in the day, everyone would want to smoke a joint with Cheech and Chong. Can you name drop any big celebrities that maybe you wouldn't expect that that toped with you guys?
0: Well, some that you would expect, like Timothy Leary, who was a good buddy of ours. We uh, we smoked with him all the time. But, uh, uh, you know, heads of country.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Was Pierre Elliott Trudeau one of them?
0: Well, we're not, we can't say. Oh, all, all over the yeah. air. Was, a lot of them are really small countries. They're only like about a half a block long. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and they're self-aware countries, so <laughs> mostly like that. Hey, man, am I driving okay? I think we're parked, man.
1: Happy birthday to Cheech Marin, 75 years old. Feel free to pay tribute <laughs> in your own way today.
0: I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock.
1: Time for sports, Taz and Jim, joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio, our sports guy, and let's talk Olympics here, Dev. Uh, Yesterday, we touched on uh, the U.S. basketball team heading to Tokyo, getting upset in exhibition play. It happened again.
3: They lost to Australia, and this time, they had a big lead, and then they blew it. And so, I don't know what's going on with the United States here. Uh, but this is uh, not a good omen for them. The last time they've lost twice has been an actual tournament play, so not an exhibition play. So that's the saving grace for them. But in the previous times, they've lost twice when they've been in this sort of a situation. They have not even finished in the top three of whatever tournament they were playing. This does not happen often for them. So it's a good news that it's just exhibition play, but if I were a USA basketball fan, I'd be a little bit worried. Not that they're gonna blow it in Tokyo per se, but this I think is an indication about how the talent level globally for basketball has gone up a level and if the United States is not gonna take their game to meet the intensity of their opponents who are always gonna give them their best, they might have some issues in Tokyo.
1: I think one of the big problems is a lot of the marquee athletes in the sport weren't available for for the Olympics because they're all playing for the Toon Squad right now.
3: (laughs) Dang! (laughs) They do have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. I mean, they've got a lot of really good guys. They should not be losing these games. Bianca Andrescu
1: has announced that she is not going to go to Tokyo to represent Canada on the tennis court. Uh, what do you think of her decision? And do you think more athletes are going to drop out? Uh, we're, we're under two weeks away from the opening ceremonies.
3: I don't think we're going to see a lot of athletes uh, drop out. Bianca Andrescu is in a unique situation where. She is competing basically pretty much year-round in, uh, in tennis. And so her career is not based around preparing for four years every four years for the Olympics. So it's an easier decision for her to make. I think it's the right decision. If I were in her position, I would want to go based on what I've heard about Tokyo the uh, lack of vaccination they have there, and you're bringing an entire potpourri of people into this one space. Who knows what could happen? But I don't think there's going to be a large number of athletes pulling out just because if you're, uh, you know, like one of the Canadian athletes, you have been waiting five years for this. You've put all your hard work, sweat, blood, and tears to this. It's hard to pull out at this point, regardless of the risk. I don't blame players for not uh, pulling out and going and participating at the Olympics. And I don't blame the Bianca Andreescu's of the world for doing this, because if I were her, I wouldn't want to go either.
1: Headline from globalnews.ca, is it okay to ask about someone's COVID-19 vaccine status? Hmm. Tells the story of a uh, mother in Oakville, Ontario, was waiting in the line uh, for ice cream when she started up a conversation with uh, another person in line. They started talking about how they can't wait to be done with COVID-19 restrictions. We all feel the same way. So they were kind of chatting about that. And then Nicole said, so are you vaccinated? And then awkward silence. Hmm. The, The stranger did not answer the question. And she realized that maybe it's not the best thing to ask somebody. What do you think? Is it? All right, to just come out and ask someone if they've been vaccinated. What vaccine do you have? I've received the question from a number of people. I have asked the question to a number of people over the past month and a half.
2: Has anybody Uh, been offended? I I haven't gotten any backlash. You, Jim? No, not I I don't really see the problem. I mean, it's going to be part of conversation. It's a part of our lives. It's in the news all the time. People are going to have that conversation. I think you can ask anybody anything, depending on what your reaction to it is. Like if somebody says no, I'm not vaccinated, then you call them a jerk. Well, then maybe you're opening up a door. Well, a the other argument door. would
1: be that it's personal health information. You're kind of asking someone you don't know, but then you could say, well, it could affect you if you know you're concerned about contracting COVID, and you don't want to be around non-vaccinated people. Yeah. And how, I, how do you find out that information? Yeah... I think well. The, I I don't like the, the. They're trying to do this thing where you you
2: put up two fingers. You do like a peace sign that says I've been double vaccinated. Really? Like they expect people to actually like a gang sign. Like a gang,
0: gang. A, yeah, a, throw a double
2: it up. Vaccinated Deuces, a yo. Gang
1: sign. <laughs> deuce, deuce, dose, yo. Uh, it's like the swingers thing where you uh, leave your garage half open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> leave the garage half open. If you're double vaxed, we'll be right over. <laughs> Well, that brings up a good point. If you're about to make love to somebody for the first time, is it okay to ask if they have any sexually transmitted disease Diseases? Diseases <laughs> just to make it a little cuter? No, you got any sexually? Because you got to stay up with the pillow talk, right? <laughs> Hey, honey, you got any sexually <laughs> transmitted diseases? <laughs> any siffies? <laughs> any siffies or herpes? I guess that one doesn't work. because <laughs> yeah, normal. Yeah, it's already cute.
2: I don't ask, but just wear a condom just in case.
1: Just to be on the safe side. Condoms are just masks for your penis, right? Jim. Uh-huh. You just worry about yourself. If you're truly concerned... Then ask the question, but I wouldn't be just using it as small talk, like, how's the weather? When I meet strangers, there's three things I like to ask. Yeah? I say, hi, how are you? My name's Taz. Are you double vaccinated? What is your annual salary, and how much do you weigh? (laughs) You know, just get the conversation going. Yeah, get all the tough ones out of the way. kind of funny to see people super upset about the Stanley Cup being damaged during the boat parade that the, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning had to celebrate their victory. Because this thing, it's, it's almost part of the tradition to break the Stanley Cup. People have been mistreating this trophy basically since the beginning, Jim. How do you not? You're, you're having too much fun. You, you may think you're doing something that is harmless. And the next thing you know, you got a mangled piece <laughs> of metal that needs to be repaired. It goes back to 1905, the first uh, on-record mistreatment of the Stanley Cup was when a member of the Ottawa Senators, then known as the Ottawa Silver Seven, Tried to drop-kick the cup across the Rideau Canal after the championship banquet. (laughs) (laughs) What? Now, the cup was a lot smaller back then, Mm, right?
2: Yeah, I'm picturing a drop-kick from
1: rugby and not WWE. Tried to drop-kick the cup across the Rideau Canal. (laughs) The attempt failed, and the cup was not retrieved until the next day. Oh, man. In 1924, members of the Montreal Canadiens, en route to celebrate their win at the owner's home, left it by the road after repairing a flat tire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why did it leave the vehicle?
1: And luckily, they went back to where they had the flat, and the cup was just sitting there. Yeah, because so people okay. drove by and thinking, who would ever leave the Stanley yeah. Cup on the side of the road? It's that's, obviously a replica. That's clearly a fake. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? 1962, the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup. 1962, uh, that was a while ago. During the party after the win, the trophy was dropped into a bonfire (laughs) and badly damaged. It was repaired at the expense of the team. 1964, Red Kelly of the Leafs posed for a photo with his infant son sitting in the cup, only to find the child had urinated in it. Uh. Kelly was quoted years later saying, it always made him laugh to see players drinking out of the cup. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a good one. 1987, the Edmonton Oilers' Mark Messier took the club uh, took took it to his favorite club in his hometown of St. Albert, Alberta. Let fans drink out of it. It wound up slightly bent in various places for unknown reasons. It was repaired at a local automotive shop and shipped back to the (laughs) Hockey Hall of Fame. It's got the tin tin hammer out. It's like uh, when your parents go away and you break their favorite lamp and try to glue it back together with crazy (laughs) glue. Hopefully they'll never know. There you go. Good thing it didn't fall off the jet ski in Tampa (laughs) Bay yesterday or one of the boats. But there is some uh, repair work that needs to be done. So if anyone knows a, a good automotive repair shop in the Greater Tampa area. <laughs> Let the lightning know. Way to go, London, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody, get every you know, why? what happened okay there was an art
2: installation uh, that a guy in London actually invented it's a uh, it's called 88 keys of life and essentially it's an upright piano that's modified to have this uh, crazy light show going on and it. it's got a bunch of guitars on the top that are have neon lights surrounding them you can like push a button and the lights do crazy things, you can push a button and the piano will play itself, or if you play along with the piano, the lights will light up in corresponding ways. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and it was invented for this event in Toronto called the Night of, or sorry, the Luminosity Festival in Toronto, which is all light shows. And it was in Toronto, at, at a downtown Toronto street corner, outside for about 45 days, with no problems. They moved it to London, because this is where it came from, And right away, people started vandalizing it. Ten days into this thing being outside at the Covent Garden Market, they've had to uh, take it away, put a sheet over top of it because people were taking the piano bench, smashing it onto the keyboard, ripping out the lights. Uh, Who knows what else? But every every morning they showed up to the piano. Every single morning, something new was wrong. They repaired it a bunch of times, and they said enough is enough. We're done. Like come on, like how come Toronto, much bigger city? Yeah, how does that happen? Doesn't look good, London. I will say, overnight by the Covent Garden market, not a great place to leave things out. Let's be serious. Uh They probably could have picked a better spot in town.
1: Would you leave your Casio keyboard out there overnight? It'd be gone. Uh huh. What were they? Were they pulling like stuff out to try and like scrap? Metal, like oh, catalytic maybe. converters, people steal Looking those, copper. copper wire.
2: Yeah, it didn't really get into the specifics like that, I don't think, but they showed a picture of the keyboard itself. All the keys are <laughs> all wonky and like up and down, like they're kind of playing itself.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that the thing was there until you told me about this this morning. It sounds like something I would have enjoyed taking my kids down to see do a little chopsticks yeah yeah or a little dilute to dude get the knuckles going that's the only song i know how to play
2: dilute to dude yeah Cla- you could have done a classic dilute to doot your son would have thought you were a rock star cuz oh the lights my are dad, going off dad is
1: like moza oh my god Beethoven over here.
2: Yeah. it was Papa pl- Beethoven. In Toronto, it was played more than 800 times in just one day. You know, the amount of Instagram posts and people loving it. Also, it also had like an app. You could download an app and there was that uh, virtual reality um, thing where you like look through your camera. Augmented reality, they call it. So it, if you looked at the piano through your camera, it looked like a crazy cartoon world. Covered in Pokemons. Yeah, yeah. So
1: much fun. But you've ruined it, London. Way there, to go.
2: Yeah, I say we un- we take the tarp back off the piano, but two guys hide in the bushes with guitars, and anytime somebody goes to break it, they alka them over the head with the guitars. What about we hide a guy
1: in the piano? <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. And, with, with a and he scary, pops up a scary Halloween mask on. Anytime somebody does uh, anything but but play dooloot to yeah yeah he yeah. jumps out and smashes
2: their head against the keys <laughs> okay there has to be violence in here you're somewhere really, That's the you're only really way they'll big learn.
1: On this this head smashing thing yeah well they got to learn if man. they smash the piano then they get smashed in return <laughs> the art is the karma thank you very much for checking out the taz and jim podcast If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking.